tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's new episode of Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show where we all float down here. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Georgie. <laughs> oh, you're not. I'm Josh. I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you. Thank you all for tuning in. Sorry we've been gone the last uh, week or week or two, I think. It was a week. We're back. We're good. Very our out of lives, Our lives are under control now. Yeah. Yep, we got it. So uh, so anyway, we have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's get into some things we've been checking out. We actually got quite a few different items that I could choose from here, but I guess we might as well start with the uh, what we alluded to in the intro. Sure. We saw it. We did. <laughs> You it, saw the movie. The movie. You saw we what? Saw it. <laughs> we saw it. The movie It. Stephen yeah. King's It. Yes. The remake of It. The remake of It, which I had thought was going to be not good because remake? everything looked kind of not great about it. Yeah. It was questionable looking. Yeah. And I haven't seen It before or anything or read it or anything, so I was going in you never even saw the original no oh man i don't think so if i did i completely blocked it out <laughs> i think a lot of people did <laughs> yeah i saw it like it's kind of weird you saw what well i mean in your in your defense the original was like four hours long because it was it was two it was a two-night tv movie so like it was long you know i'm starting to think maybe i didn't see the whole thing I, I watched it at some point in high school and i don't remember hardly anything about it and I'm starting to think maybe I, it's because I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. But it it was really, really good. Like, it wasn't so much a complete horror movie as it was kind of like a, a summer adventure. It's almost like grown-up Goonies. Yeah. Like, okay. Or like, like a Spielbergian movie mixed with a horror movie. And it was just a whole lot of fun. It's like the Goonies if they had a really bad time. Yeah. <laughs> and swore a lot. Yeah. Which like 14 year olds do. Um, the kid from Stranger Things, which I previously made cracks about it being a little too on the nose to have him in mm-hmm. this movie. He was hilarious. Oh, he was. Yeah. He, he was, was like the loud mouth swear friend that was. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay, like, cool. Constantly running his mouth. Like, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, w- I would definitely recommend it. I wouldn't say it's super scary. It's it's, it's scary in a fun way, if that makes sense. Well, you can see all the things coming. Yeah. Like, I saw someone compare it to a roller coaster where you can see the drops mm-hmm. coming and you kind of just have to go with it and enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the, it's pretty creative scares, I thought. Creative, creepy stuff it's going on. Really good visuals. Oh, like yeah. Creepy visuals. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil like the big ones, but there's one part where he's just like in the woods waving a Decembered arm at the kids. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. Like it's his own hand, like waving it at him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Wow. So how does, what's his name, Skarsgård do um, oh, that one's as... Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. How he's does, a, yeah. He's really good. He I mean, any any time uh, Pennywise is on screen is a creepy good time. <laughs> the fun thing is that he has a lazy eye, but they just ran with it. And so most of the time, the close-ups on him, like his like eyes are like floating away. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's actually really cool. <laughs> it's kind of nuts how like pretty much the entire Skarsgård clan has this invaded Hollywood. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 
but it's great. Go go see it. I have a question. The original like jumps between like the kids and then and like their later lives as adults. Does this movie do the same thing, or is it kind of like leading up to a movie where it's the adults? It's all leading up to this to a sequel with the adults. Okay. Which it doesn't. It feels like a whole movie though, as much as like a Marvel movie does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the it expanded universe. (laughs) It feels not done, but it's still like. A good stopping point. Yeah. Okay, like yeah. if if they if they didn't make enough money to make the sequel, that would this be, would okay. it would work. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. There was enough closure. Yeah. yeah. Other movie we saw we saw Ingrid Goes West, <laughs> which was a trip. It's Buck Wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about it's a movie about this girl who gets obsessed with people on Instagram. And then tries to integrate herself into their lives. Oh, I think I saw a preview for that. It's it has Aubrey Plaza and oh Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Aubrey Plaza's the crazy one. Oh, uh, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and she nails it. She's really, really good. Um, people should stop being surprised when Aubrey Plaza is really, really good in things because she's fantastic. really, really good in things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it without it getting spoilery too, but. I thought it would go darker and weirder than it did, but it stayed pretty well grounded. And it was kind of funny. It had its funny moments. Oh, that's good. Like her boyfriend wanted to be a writer. He was writing a new Batman movie. And he was, he was a, like obsessed, <laughs> with, he was Batman. obsessed with Batman. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> there's, there's a sex scene with the two of them. And he makes her dress like Catwoman oh, and geez. call him Bruce. Oh God! Wow. Tell me, tell me, Gotham needs me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow. This is fantastic. Yeah, wow. it, it was a good movie, but I, it's kind of a, is it kind of a limited release thing? I don't know. When we we went and saw it at the Marcus, and there was like two show times, and they were both like eight and nine or something <laughs> weird. But I don't know. It was good. I'd recommend it. Cool. Good. I don't know. Somebody else go for a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got more stuff, but I don't want to hog the... <laughs> okay. I mean, hog away. I don't have a whole... Uh... Well, I can I can go ahead and do real quick. You can uh, always go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. I have one thing that we all... We both yeah. kind of did, and then I have one thing that I kind of did. Um, the one thing I did was... Um, so there is this musician. We have played his music a couple times on the show, I think. It goes by the name Froggy Fresh. He's a comedy rapper, kind of. But that's not really the best way to describe him. I think he is a, I don't know. It's because he, he definitely has like more serious songs, but it's like he has a persona. Yeah, he's of got, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of like a hillbilly kid, kind of kid from like, you know, suburbia. Does, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's built like this entire like universe. universe around in all of his songs that in all of his songs kind of reference each other and things. He is uh, actually getting out of the YouTube the game. Uh, game. Yeah, he's um, he put out a, a video a while back saying, you know, you know, we've we've been doing this for five years and it's been fun, but we're all getting older and we all have lives. We should probably start doing stuff. And he's kind of alluded to the fact that he wants to move out to California and try his hand at like actual comedic acting. And he decided that in order to kind of to say farewell to the character and to the whole Froggy Fresh act, he was going to do his one and only like U.S. tour. And he was down in Hamilton, Ohio last <laughs> Thursday, which is about two and a half hours away. 
and I drove out to the middle of nowhere to this little dive bar in Hamilton and watched Froggy Fresh. Uh, it was great. <laughs> it was actually really great. He has almost no stage presence. Oh, <laughs> yeah. His uh, his stage act consisted of him pacing back and forth while rapping across the stage, like not looking at anyone, just kind of just rapping. Uh, and I mean, the raps were good, but like he was just like nothing. He only had a DJ as his backup. And at first it was just him until he sang a song of, about uh, rescuing Moneymaker Mike his uh, hype man who doesn't speak <laughs> um, <laughs> from like the evil clutches of James, big bad James, the, the <laughs> town drug dealer. And then Moneymaker Mike showed up on stage. <laughs> and for the rest of the show, they both paced back and forth crossing in the middle with Moneymaker Mike silently like mouthing to the words to all the songs, but not <laughs> actually saying anything <laughs> while Froggy Fresh was rapping. It was it was bizarre if you didn't know what you were there for, <laughs> but for the folks, for everybody who was in the crowd that knew exactly what they were in for, it was like right dead on. <laughs> yeah. And like he would do like little things in between the songs, like he would stop rapping and then go. And then there was this one time where me and Mike had to had to dress up like Power Rangers to <laughs> stop the Predator. And then they'd go into the song Street Rangers. <laughs> and that's that's like it. And he did that for like an hour and a half. And the end of the, the show was just like, hey, it's been fun. I'll see you. And just <laughs> scooted out the door and was gone. Although I did get a, a selfie with Moneymaker Mike. He came out into the crowd after the show. And that was cool. The weirdest thing was, and I didn't realize this at the time when I got the ticket, I thought it was just going to be his show. As it turns out, he was fourth billed in a cavalcade of local white rappers. <laughs> It was something. <laughs> it was something. Let me tell you what. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to talk bad about anyone's craft and I mean they're they're up there on stage doing doing their thing and you know spitting more they rhymes. Spitting their rhymes doing, you know, and they have more, you know, more talent than I do at that particular thing, but not for me and <laughs> not for the crowd kind of crowd that came to see froggy fresh it was like actual like take this seriously take this serious raps and and metal there was a metal band (laughs) new metal why not new metal new metal yeah Yeah. it was mm. no but the uh uh, 50 year old mom that was in front of us was really having a great time with her son's rap group (laughs) <laughs> she was having yeah she was having the time of her life Aww, supportive mom is supportive she was, yeah she was yeah that rap mom was very supportive rap mom yeah uh. <laughs> yeah she drove him there in her rap van <laughs> actually you laugh you joke but i believe that's what actually happened she was like part tour manager for <laughs> local rap group from southern ohio that's sweet yeah <laughs> Uh, but no, it was it was really enjoyable. It's kind of a shame that uh, he's not going to be doing any more raps. But but no, the show was great. I I got myself a little poster, got a a hat. It says uh, Froggy Fresh, and it's in the Krispy Kreme donuts style. <laughs> like, uh, that's a nice reference because that's because nice. his original rap name was Krispy Kreme until he almost got sued by Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. It is it is, but uh, whatever. Fun fact, you know his he was almost uh, um, Jelly Bean Jack. <laughs> when, yeah, that was one of the names that he almost picked when he was switching over from Krispy Kreme to whatever. <laughs> Jelly Bean Jack. Yeah. 
That sounds like a like a uh, like a Mick Foley wrestling character. It, it, it kind of does, <laughs> which makes sense because yeah, know, oh yeah, yeah. He, he loves he loves the wrestling, especially John Cena or a, or a Candyland character. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, but no, he did all the classics. He did cr- the the Christmas song. Yes, he did. Uh, he get he did dunked on. <laughs> he, I was I was actually getting ready to say like you know you know the important question is why is Big Chris crying? Uh, it's, why is James crying? Because oh, he just good. got dunked on. <laughs> uh, no, he did Street Rangers. He did Stolen Bikes 1 and 3. <laughs> I guess the second part of the story wasn't as important. <laughs> did he do the one about the zombie in the basement? He did not do the one about the zombie in the basement, but he did the one about uh, Moneymaker Mike being abducted by uh, James mm. and force-fed. Fun Trip, the <laughs> fictional drug <laughs> that they sell. Yeah. Like I said, there's a whole story... <laughs> To the Froggy Fresh universe, and it's all on YouTube, like all on his page. You just got to watch the videos like in chronological order, and it it all makes sense. Sort of. Sort. No, it does. There's <laughs> there's a story, and actually, I guess there was originally supposed to be a double disc like final album called uh, Escape from Hood Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to tie up all of the loose ends in the Froggy Fresh saga, but I guess it's not going to happen. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. He foxed himself. <laughs> Well, the other thing I checked out, and I talked about this on the last show that we did. Um, last show that we did, I said I was about 10 minutes into the first episode of The Tick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watched all six episodes of The Tick. <laughs> so did we. Oh, my God. It's great. <laughs> it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't realize how good it was <laughs> going to be. Like, the, the main antagonist... Uh, Miss Lint is yeah, she's great. Cool. She was very, very cool, very creative kind of character. I liked how she kind of like her spiral, spiral like back down, like she was like the at the very beginning, like the super prim and proper kind of like everything, and then everything just kept happening and like <laughs> kind of got broken down a little bit. Everyone did a great job on the show. I really like Dot Arthur's sister. Yeah, she seems almost like the most fleshed out character of the show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which she goes from in the cartoon, she was just like there to ruin Arthur's day. Well, Pretty much all that she existed for. She existed to do that, and also marry Dinosaur Neil. Remember the giant? Oh uh, yeah, the 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 guy who worked at the Dino Park that <laughs> yeah. started growing and kept wearing, but somehow his dinosaur costume grew with him. Yeah, that's a good episode. That's a very good episode. But no, they uh, the introduction of the uh, Overkill, the Punisher esque. Character yeah. and his and his partner slash roommate Danger, Danger Boat, boat. <laughs> the the sentient boat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's voiced, voiced by Alan Tudyk. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I loved it. Whenever the tick would go into that, was it the grocery store or whatever? And the the older Indian woman was would tell the tick whatever she's eating. And it's like this long string of whatever, and he just starts laughing. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> It's wonderful. Like, uh, and Peter Serafin, what's really just absolutely nailed the tick. Yeah. Did a great, great, great job. I really have no complaints and would recommend this show to literally anyone. Anyone. Anyone and everyone. Because it's it's funny, but it's not a parody. Yeah. It has an it's actual a, yeah, story and, like, real characters. Mm-hmm. And they took They took the cartoon and made a kind of a prestige tv show out of it yeah they they really did and the terror is like great for what little he popped up in it 
get he, he's super like evil and also funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it ends on a massive cliffhanger. A massive cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, it's coming back for a second season. It got it. The order was like I don't know, like eighteen or something. Yeah. They, or something like they that. just split the first season in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. I wish they wouldn't have, but whatever. Oh well. I'm whatever. just glad it's here. Yeah. I love that they've referenced the Tick's costume looking different between episode one and episode oh, two. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even like stand up for long. He's like, hey, do you look different? The Tick just goes, yeah. He's like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh. And that suit does look a lot better. The you? second suit looks way better. Yeah. Because we watched the first episode again with my mom and got to see it right after. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Yeah, the super veiny pilot episode yeah. suit. That just wasn't wasn't right. But no, it was really, really, really good. <laughs> that talking dog. Oh, God. Uh, onward. Yes. <laughs> Christian soldier's dog sidekick uh-huh. named Onward. <laughs> oh, and, and they reference that at the uh, the birthday party with uh, Arthur's stepdad. It's like, hey, this is a book written by a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next episode is Onward, the talking dog talking about his memoirs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I need to get Amazon Prime. Oh God, <laughs> it's worth it. Arthur's stepdad always asks him, "How are you doing? How are your feet? <laughs> Why? Why the feet?" <laughs> they didn't tie up the uh, very large man before the cliffhanger either. No, they didn't. But that, but the uh, the gag of uh, Superion holding up the sign saying, "You are too large," <laughs> comes from the dinosaur Neil episode. The tick. It was either the tick or Diflator Mouse with a, holding up signs that say, you are too large. <laughs> oh, man, Deflator Mouse. Oh, yeah. I hope they bring in more characters, more yeah. other like other superhero they, they characters. They kept it pretty subdued. There's not a whole lot of characters yet. Yeah. Except for the Freedom Five that showed up for maybe five minutes. And all Well, they didn't all die. The one just got his hands broken. <laughs> no, they all died. They all they all got blinded by syphilis and then died. Oh. <laughs> uh, Onward was the only member that survived because he wasn't there. He was getting a flea bath or something. At, <laughs> at, seriously, I think that's yeah. what they said in the in the in the episode. But the, uh, actually, the only thing I really wanted was maybe a filler episode. Yeah, just where the Tick and Arthur are just doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, and who knows? Then we might get something like that. That would be cool. But it's the no. only time I've ever said yes, please filler episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want more tick. I want yeah. more tick and Arthur. And the suit makes sense. For the first time, the suit yeah. makes sense. And why Arthur, this super scaredy cat, has to keep the suit yeah. makes sense. It's actually part of the, the overarching plot. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean I could gush about the tick forever, yeah. but oh, yeah. we gotta yeah, we gotta keep moving here. I let's see here. I watched pretty much the whole current season of OKKO. Cool. It's a good show. I've watched like four or five episodes. It's cute. Which is a uh, a show on Cartoon Network right now where it's they're kind of parodying video games slash superheroes. Yeah. Like they live like in this world of heroic people. Yeah, where like everybody's uh, some Be- sort of superhero. Yeah, and it's like just a normal everyday stuff. And uh, KO is a kid who works in a bodega for like one of the big superheroes of the world. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And like part of it, like the art style is pretty simple, but at other times where it, it'll become like a hyper high quality. It's kind of weird. Studio Trigger did the opening, mm-hmm. that, the anime studio that always does real good stuff. Yeah. Some of the sounds in the show are really interesting. Like every time uh, 
Radicles uses uh, one of the other characters uses like his telekinesis beam or whatever. It makes a sound like I can't remember if it's an old Cartoon Network sound, like from the old uh, bumps back in the day, or an old Hanna Barbera bump. Mm. But it's like a, it's got a very could be both. Could it be could both. be both. Yeah. But it, it's got a very specific sound, like it's like just like the first two notes of it or something. Okay. But it's like super neat and like. There's like an overarching story that connects Mr. Gar, the hero who owns the bodega, to Ko's mom, mm. Carol. She's a fantastic character. Too. Oh, I, I know, love I love Carol. Carol. <laughs> uh, you get to see like her past self when she was, uh, oh, she was called Silver or something. I can't remember what her superhero name was. But now she's a fitness instructor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a karate yoga yeah, they, place. Yeah, a dojo in the same plaza as. Yeah, Lakewood Plaza. Lakewood Plaza Turbo. Is the name yeah, of the place. Which was originally the name of the series. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, there's there's a there's a there's a picture frame shop that's owned by a bear who wears like just like a normal t shirt and the words on the t shirt change all the time, depending okay. on the situation. Oh, that's cool. Uh like there's one point where he's like just being a real big jerk and his shirt says horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> and his partner is just called Magical Skeleton. <laughs> yeah, a real magical skeleton. Oh, no. <laughs> they have one episode that's actually a two-parter, and it uh, almost references Street Fighter in a way. Nice. There's a lot of Street Fighter in... Yeah, it's definitely especially part- with KO and Enid. It's definitely part of its DNA. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like, KO taps into basically the dark Edo. Oh, nice. And um, becomes like this super edgy but hyper-powerful jerk. <laughs> It's it's really fun. I really like it. It's by uh, Ian Jones Quarterly, who yeah. uh, worked on Steven Universe, and also he did the webcomic RPG World back in the day, which is a really good uh, old webcomic. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's a whole episode where they basically do a Dungeons & Dragons like dungeon crawl through the basement of the bodega. <laughs> cool. Enid's voiced by Ashley Birch. Oh, and right she's on. she's great. Right on. Re- she recently won an Emmy, I guess, for work on Adventure Time. Oh, she did? Yeah. Who is she on Adventure Time? She wrote days? for Adventure Time. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. That's excellent. Actually, the Adventure Time Islands comic, mm. she wrote that. Oh, too. she did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm so out of the loop on Adventure Time, I, I'll yeah. be honest. They, I haven't watched it forever either. They've been releasing yeah. episodes very sporadically. Well, it's hard to fit them into the schedule when you got to play all that uh, Teen Titans Teen Go. Teen Titans Go. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> but here lately in the mornings, they've been playing classic Teen Titans. Well, that's good at least. It's better than nothing. Oh, man. There's a Teen Titans Go episode coming on uh, Friday. I almost want to watch it where the whole episode is done in cheesy 60s style, like Super Friends-esque. See that? That's <laughs> uh, kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That like, sounds pretty good. Like at one point, they're like, oh, and they're all like, they're drawn in the, the 60s style of the Teen Titans comic too. Oh, okay, oh, wow. cool. And that's like, even better. And Raven's like, I don't know what's going on, but I can only move my arms and head. <laughs> <laughs> and Beast Boy's like, I can only turn into one animal, yo. <laughs> Aren't they do- going to be doing an episode in like the standard Teen Titans style as well? I don't know. They've made a lot of references to classic Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. It pops up once in a while. I don't know. It's They're not afraid to make reference to the fact that everybody hates the sh- their own show. Their, their show. <laughs> yeah. 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 I tell you, as much as I hate Teen Titans Go, there are some episodes that are pretty golden. Yeah, it can have some good jokes in it. Well, they throw in a lot of like background jokes and stuff like that. Oh, I love they? the background like, jokes. They... The background jokes are the best. Well, yeah. It's not the worst show, but they really shouldn't play it 
all the time. It shouldn't be the only show. <laughs> yeah. That and Tom and Jerry. Mornings on Cartoon Network are awful. Really? It's all I didn't t- know they still played Tom and Jerry. They do. Ugh, not, I'm not a fan. But um, I've never been a fan of Tom and Jerry. No. Not it, really, no. It lacks the uh, the cleverness of, of like a Bugs Bunny. Right, yeah. Although there ha- there there was a time that Chuck Jones did some Tom and oh, Jerry. Oh, yeah. And those were like super experimental and weird. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of neat. Oh, yeah. And they're like, it's... It has a completely different visual style than the yeah. rest of the the Tom and Jerry well, stuff. Well, they look a lot more like Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. look like Chuck Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there were those. Uh, what are they like? Russian style ones. They're like a couple of there. There were like a handful of um, Tom and Jerry's where it's like super like crazy experimental, like weird huh. stuff. I, I don't remember. Yeah, something. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what the exact like style was, but yeah, they were just kind of weird. Mm. Let's see what else? Uh, oh man, that new Rick and Morty episode though. Did you yeah. guys watch it? Yeah. You don't no, sound so enthused, Cody. I didn't, I didn't, the last like three episodes, I didn't care for. They just weren't funny. I really liked this episode. I didn't think it was funny. I don't think it was supposed to be. Then the series is it's supposed a comedy to be. show. Yeah. I mean, you can you can have pathos and deal deal with serious things yeah, in a comedy show, but at at one point, do you lose? Yeah, Bojack Horseman manages to balance it out. Why can't... And Bojack Horseman, I don't think, was supposed to be a... Was not an out-and-out comedy from the get-go, where Rick and Morty, clearly, the first season was supposed to be, and large portions of the second season was supposed to be a comedy. I I feel like Rick and Morty has jumped the shark somewhere recently. Pickle Rick! Yeah, maybe Pickle Rick might have been that moment for me. You know, I've noticed a lot of people online kind of mock Rick and Morty based on the pickle Rick shtick. Like Morty, Morty, I turn myself into a blank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, blank like, Rick. Well, it's like tiny Rick last season. It's mm-hmm. the same. It's the same thing. Same thing. And yeah. then he shouts, I'm something Rick. Like, <laughs> so they can put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, it can have its moments. Yeah. But, but the, but if the series is supposed to be a comedy, keep it a comedy. I mean, it's too nihilist. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my problem. And it's just too, it's just too dark and it, hopeless. Yeah. And it thinks it's being clever when it's being dark and hopeless. And it's just like, no. It kind of has a similar thing that happened to Scrubs in the middle seasons where Scrubs was originally a comedy and show. Then gets, and then it gets super maudlin for like three or four seasons. Like every episode had to have like a super serious like thing to it which some episodes every once in a while go for it but like what point do you lose your way we get it rick's a jerk yeah (laughs) and he's not gonna change so why harper yeah yeah he's not gonna change so why harp on it like because if he did change then it would ruin the show (laughs) it might be interesting (laughs) i don't know i think this episode was more like about building up the true villain of the season which is evil Morty. That was the the twist at the end. Was that it was? It all took place on the Council of Ricks, the Citadel, the Citadel, the of, Citadel Ricks. of Ricks. Oh, and showed you what how the Citadel of Ricks works when you have a billion different versions of the same two people, which inherently didn't make sense. I mean, like how everyone, all the Ricks are all super geniuses, but yet some of them are janitors and some yeah. are assembly line workers. Yeah, like how does that happen? I can't see any Rick as a character 
accepting that. Yeah. But every <laughs> Rick is different, though. Not every Rick is the same as our Rick. I mean, look at Doofus Rick. Look at Simple Rick. And then them basically kidnapping and torturing Simple Rick to make candy bars. That made no sense. Anyway, <laughs> we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into a little bit of news.
We're back. That was Dunk Dawn by Froggy Fresh. Just a taste of some of the live quality entertainment that I had last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's great. It's great. No, I was apologizing to the listeners. Uh-huh. You don't need to because it's great. <laughs> and I'm sure they enjoyed it. And if they didn't, they got dunked on. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Right. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news first up. Star Wars Episode Nine has been having some issues with directors. Yeah, last week it lost a director. Mm-hmm. This week it gained a director. A, and a writer. And a writer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as it turns out, oh, God, what was the name of the director that left the project? Was it like Colin? Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow, that's his name. Yeah, he left over creative differences, and uh, after some speculation of who would take his place, J.J. Abrams came back in and stepped into the role to he's direct. Back and he's back for more. He's back for more to uh, direct and kind of punch up the script a little bit, something like that, right? Which I wonder, Disney doesn't want to ha- want anybody to have any creative control over Star Wars, do they? Because they keep booting people. Well, they spend an awful lot of money for that IP, <laughs> and they want to make sure that the movies that they produce and the qu- the content that they produce is exactly what they want it to be. And I could see both sides of that. It's a real bummer to see directors not be able to give, not be given the creative freedom that they should really kind of deserve, you know, if they're hired for a job because they, because a production, a company believes that they are capable of doing the job. They should be allowed to have some kind of leeway when it comes to creating that thing. On the other hand, Star Wars is a big deal to an awful lot of people. And if it gets screwed up, you have prequels all over again. <laughs> and nobody wants prequels all over again. Exactly. I mean, sometimes a director having too much creative input uh, input kind of, you know, turns things into like, I don't know, Transformers. <laughs> it's like at, at this point, though, why not just have Kathleen Kennedy and the board members of Disney direct the movie? <laughs> well, with J.J. <laughs> Abrams, they kind of are. Yeah. And... Some people are upset about J.J. Abrams, and yeah, it is kind of a bummer that they're going back to the well a little bit with this. Way too safe. Wait, It's way too safe. You're absolutely right. But with episode eight, he proved that he could write and direct a, a movie seven. set set in seven. the mainline. Yeah, seven. seven. Sorry, seven. He could write and direct a movie based in the Star Wars mainline that fit in with the original trilogy. And if, they, if the goal of these next three is to be just like fit into that mold. If the, if the goal for the mainline star Wars is to be just like all other star Wars, where the um, spinoff movies, the one shot movies are a little more creative then yeah. JJ Abrams. Why not? What the heck? I'll tell you rogue one. So what probably one of my top favorite star Wars movies now? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was different. It was different enough. It was different. And it was amazing. Yeah. And then that, that would work too, but they fired the uh, Lord Miller off of the Han Solo movie. But then they brought on Ron Howard, and Ron Howard's not going to fall right in line with... A, he's not He's not really a company man, more or less. And he's a big enough director that they will give a little bit of leeway. Maybe Lord Miller's script was a little too much. Which I could see that. Yeah. It's really hard to say. I mean, it's yeah. it's clear that they were going for a more comedic take on for the Han Solo movie than what the standard Star Wars movies yeah. would be. Yeah. But what if it was just too wacky, goofy? What if they were, I don't know. Yeah, 
I was worried about it being too wacky, goofy originally, but now I'm kind of like, you know, why not? Because I don't want to get sick of Star Wars. Yeah. So if they want to do something that's way different. I would say why not if it wasn't Han Solo. That's if true. It, if it was a that's character true. that wasn't integral to the original three yeah. films. Yeah. If it was the Max Rebo movie. Yeah. <laughs> or, heck, if it was the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, which they're going to be doing eventually, which is something yeah. we talked about a few weeks ago. He is just on the outside enough that they could do something really just kind of out of the box and just kind of out there with with him. But Han Solo, they got to be kind of, again, they got to yeah. be, unfortunately, they got to be kind of safe because they what you, what you don't want is for his solo movie to do something that <laughs> retroactively makes him a bad character in the original films. Max Rebo's big move. <laughs> Figuring Dan in the modal nodes behind the music. <laughs> Be like that uh, inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Walk hard, the Max Rebo. <laughs> you don't want any of this, Max Rebo. <laughs> Man, Walk Hard is one of the most underrated movies. It of really all is. Time. It's very it so good. Much. Yeah. Oh man. I think people didn't see it because they thought it was like one of those uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movies. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's yeah. There's a lot more going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just thought of a mashup of School of Rock and a Jedi Academy in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right. Oh, wouldn't that be weird though? Having Jack Black in your Star Wars movie? I could see it. I could see it. God, who would he be? Oh, Jack Black. No, yes, I, no, we can. <laughs> what? No, I could do this. There's, there's a Star. There's got to be a Star Wars character that would be a good fit for Jack Black. Um, hmm. Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett, yeah. I was just thinking. <laughs> Max Rebo. <laughs> you know, actually, <laughs> if they have him like do mocap and voice for, for Max Rebo, because we never heard Max Rebo talk, and then put Kyle well, Gass. Well, technically. Yeah. I mean, he, he did talk a lot in the uh, in the Robot Chicken Star Wars. Well, that's not Robot canon. Chicken, that's not canon. <laughs> but no, but but then get Kyle Gass in there for something yeah, like Tenacious alien, D in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would be awesome. Tenacious D in the Pick and Destiny in space. Oh, set man. Set in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> oh, perfect. We just, we just rolled him. Where's our money? Where's, yeah. our, where's our million dollars? Hey, Disney. Yeah, hey, Disney. Anyway, um, speaking of movies, this is some pretty big news. Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman 1, has been tapped to uh, not only direct Wonder Woman 2, but is it co-write and produce. And produce. That is a huge thing, and I can't be happier about it. Yeah, she's fantastic. She did did a great job on Wonder Woman 1, and Mm -hmm. it's... She's going to continue to do great stuff, not just with Wonder Woman, but with any just about any other project she's attached to. So hopefully. maybe Wonder Woman Grease Lightning will strike twice? Most definitely. Also, I hope they use the name Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman Grease Lightning. Wonder Woman 2 colon Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it's, it's, it's a Wonder Woman flash joint picture. No, it's uh, it's one part of the story is Wonder Woman, uh, in her, as Diana Prince takes a role in a stage production of Greece. Of Greece. <laughs> well, well, I was saying Greece because she's Greek. That's yeah. what that, that was the joke I was going. Greece oh, lightning. Greece lightning. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. Thanks for thanks for being below my joke there, <laughs> peasant. 
But no, this is great news. I'm I'm really excited. Super excited. Mm-hmm. It just it means you know the winds of change. You know, it means Warner Brothers actually saw recognized what was good, what made Wonder Woman work, or at least didn't want to mess up. Didn't what want they to, had. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, pe- people like this one. People like this one. Well, you know, I, I'm giving them the the benefit of the doubt. It made money, and they liked it this yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, not that none of the other ones didn't make money. All the other DC pictures have made money. Yeah, that's what I meant. But it they, made money, and people liked it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add to this. So this is just great news. I'm. I'm curious to see what kind of story they tell, whether they go back and do another story in Wonder Woman's past. Or if it's going to branch off from like Justice League. Yeah. I mean, yeah. either way, it'd be oh, good. Yeah. I mean, they could do World War II if they wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't they know. They could I, do I've... 70s, the super spy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. They could. Prince, yeah, style. Yeah, that would be cool. Still need an invisible plane. Anyway. <laughs> I agreed. You know what? <laughs> Absolutely agreed. I don't think they will. No, no they, they definitely they won't. But they won't. really should. But they it should. so silly seeing Gal Gadot fly through the air. <laughs> Just sitting? <laughs> yeah, that would be or, great. Or at the very least, make a reference to it. Something. Yeah, do something. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the Nintendo Direct. So let's dig into that. Yeah, there was about, it was about 45 minutes long. It yep. was a pretty meaty one. On Wednesday. Wednesday. They made mm-hmm. a bunch of... Uh, 3DS and Switch announcements and 3DS. Should have just been Switch announcements. 3DS is how still very much a thing. It, how long was that Xenoblade thing? It's like it was, it was like a hundred hours long. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the whole tutorial. Like, yeah, they give you a whole primer on the world of Xenoblade Chronicles two, and it's like I don't care. Let me do that in the game. Yeah, like it's it was rough, and I it made the game look boring. It made the game look incredibly boring. I'll be honest, I wasn't very interested in the game to begin with uh, there's something about maybe it's just because i i i've never played the original ones or the other the one that was on the um wii u my only experience really with the xenoblade characters was what's his name in smash brothers shulk shulk and i could care less about <laughs> shulk and his sword and the monado the monado and this one is like your sword is also a lady <laughs> Or something. Or something. I've been calling it Date My Sword Simulator. <laughs> because th- that that's where the story is going to lead. There's no... You can see that coming a mile away. And I mean, some of the mechanics look kind of neat, I guess. But like the, the battle HUD was like way, way overdone. And you're right about the, the trailer. They explained everything in super detail to the point of it just being just like I'm sure boring. It's, I'm sure it's going to be a great game. The other two games in the franchise are really good especially the last one but that they did sure did a good job making this one look not good yeah just oh my god i liked how you could make a character you made your character in the second one it doesn't look like you get to do that in this one nope everybody is rax or rex or whatever his name is kind of stinks yeah it was rex rex (laughs) rex he serves up some roast beef for everybody some some subpar roast beef that's not quite to arby's level You know, everybody dunks on Arby's about it being kind of not great, like online. But I like Arby's. Every, I love Arby's. <laughs> yeah, I love Arby's. Okay. But but everyone forgets that Rax existed, and it was like <laughs> the Arby's of Arby's food. Before we go on a fast food tangent again, yeah, we can't we can't, we can't keep doing this every episode. We can't let this happen. <laughs> we need to start doing the show hungry. Yeah, well, that too. Oh man, uh, what else? Anyway, yeah, let's let's talk about some other some other stuff. 
what's uh 3ds stuff did they have they they're making a Mario Party that's a collection of the hundred best mini games from the last ten years. All the other Mario Parties, which is cool. I wonder if it has a game board because if it's just uh mini games, I could care less. Yeah, I need the board to hold all the mini games together. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think it's nice that it's uh was it only need one cart to play. Yeah, yeah. it's like play. that's nice. 3DS download play. Download play. Yeah. I wanted to say AirPlay, but I know that wasn't it. That's the Apple thing. That's an Apple thing. Oh yeah, there's 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 a phone, right? There's a new phone. Oh yeah, the the, the, the iPhone X. X. Oh yeah, there's a new or the iPhone. Apple Ten. We, we could talk yeah, about. We but could. Yeah, no, we don't have time. All right. Um. No, it's Nintendo time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's an Arms update that's actually out now. Introduced another free character and a handful of gloves. And um, a new clown character because clown- clowns are so hot right now. Clown- clowns are great. Well, her fists are nunchucks, and that is great. They're called funchucks. That's a strong name. Yes. It also inter- uh, adds a feature that should have been built into the beginning and has been the major reason why I haven't been playing arms. You can now map all of your moves to different buttons. Yeah. So now, so now every time I want to punch, I don't accidentally jump and get bopped yeah. every time. There should just be a settings feature in the Switch itself that lets you remap the buttons, but... Oh, there should be. That's too much to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? They uh, announced two new uh, 2DSs, didn't they? They did, yep. Uh, yeah, that poke one that looks like a Pokeball that's super rad. That's super cool. And, and then there's the white and orange one that is super clean. It's yeah. Nice. Like, it's it's like an nice. orange dream bar. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to buy another 3DS thing. That's a nice looking 2DS. <laughs> it's a very nice looking 2DS. It makes me want to go play Portal. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit actually. Yeah. If you got both of them, you'd have a blue one and an orange one. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Actually, Japan's getting a uh, black, uh, a black one with a green outline oh. that huh. looks like in the same style as the <laughs> white and orange. It's kind of Genji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Makes you think of all that Razer PC peripherals. <laughs> <laughs> More lights on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's... There was some Pokemon stuff. They still have not sold me on Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. Like, it's... it's like, yeah, it's Pokemon. Yeah, it just looks like more of the same. Yeah. It looks like it's set years after Sun and Moon, so it's not like a DLC, a glorified DLC. But there's, again, yeah, you're right. There's not enough to justify it, especially when they announced a while back that they're making a mainline Pokemon game for the Switch. I'm just gonna wait for that yeah i don't care i'll i'll live um I, i've it's become a thing where i'm skipping the middle ones for yeah. some reason not on purpose it's just i haven't been interested yeah you know i miss the days when they would put out like one special editions one like like you had uh red and blue and then yellow was kind of the special edition then you had uh gold and silver and platinum was crystal. the crystal crystal yeah you're right crystal was the special edition one and then it was like Diamond and Pearl and Platinum. Where it? Was it Diamond and Pearl and Platinum? Maybe. No, it was gold, Ruby, gold. Ruby Sapphire. Gold, Silver, Platinum because those are metals. Pearl, Diamond, Pearl, Crystal. No, Crystal was Gold and Silver. Uh, it was. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. Anyway, I miss <laughs> the days when there was one special edition yeah. and you didn't have to buy two separate ones. I think that started with Black and White and with Black Two and White Two. Uh, yeah, that was bad. Bad news. Also, just black and white was black and white, and black and white two were just bad. They weren't great. They were kind of the down point 
a yeah. little bit. I don't know if I would say straight up bad, but they're definitely not the as weakest. Good. Yeah, the weakest of the mainline Pokemon games. Sure, also, it's, it's one I didn't play. Really. They're putting Gold and Silver on the Virtual Console, which is cool. I, yep, I get it that all on not? my birthday next nice. week. Yeah, happy birthday to me. I'm probably <laughs> not going to buy them, but whatever. <laughs> Although Gold and Silver were good games. Yeah, that's my favorite yeah. generation, probably. Oh, oh, yeah, one of my favorite Pokemon are in that. One of my favorite starters is in that Totodile. Oh, yeah, Totodile. Cool. Feral Gator, the <laughs> giant alligator-looking dude. Yeah, it's yep. great. Super great. Name him Bayou. Every, every, <laughs> Bayou. Every game. Every game I've had a Feral Gator, I've named, I've named him Bayou. Bayou. Yeah. Bayou Billy. That's right. There you go. Let's see. Some of the other stuff. Uh, the new Kirby for the Switch has a full name. It's like Kirby... Star Allies. Yeah, it? something yeah. like that. Still looks great. Looks super good. Looks um, like Kirby. Looks like Kirby. He's getting... You can uh, t- you befriend. It's not really tame. You, you befriend three enemies for special, like, uh, you know, quad attacks and stuff. Yeah. And it gives you different abilities. Also, that giant DDD. <laughs> Swole DDD. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like a JoJo character. He does. He's, <laughs> j- he's huge. He is massive. I saw someone call him Dad DDD. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looks like Kirby, though. I mean, which is not a bad thing. It's great. You know Kirby's what? Kirby good. has a really... Uh, Kirby's um, style and play style hasn't changed much over the years because it was good to begin with. Yeah. You don't need to fix what isn't broken. You know? Kirby has a pretty stellar track record. Mm-hmm. It sure does. It sure does. But even the last game, that Planet Robobot was excellent. That was really I, good game. I liked it way more than I thought I would. I'm mm-hmm. like, here's a Kirby that I'll just you know slide through. I'll enjoy it, but it'll be ultimately forgettable. No, it was actually really no, good. It was very good. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, Arcade Archives is mm-hmm. a thing. on the, I guess we moved to the sw- Switch now. Might as so well. We've we kind of been, bounce, been bouncing <laughs> back and forth. Whatever. Um, um, Nintendo's taking all their old arcade games, which have previously not been available in their original form anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's going to release them on the Switch. So that's cool. Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong. Did uh, you see Punch, Punch Out? Out? Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that Punch Out. Like the real arcade Punch Out, mm-hmm. which is completely different than the NES one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm stoked about that. I love Nintendo's arcade games. I am too. Give me some uh, some versus uh, a balloon. Yeah, balloon fight. Balloon fight. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, it's kind of a big deal. There's actually some third party games coming for the Switch. They're getting uh, Doom. Yeah, which is great. Doom's which is an cool. excellent game. I'd almost be willing to buy it again to be able to play it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And Wolfenstein Two, which is not even an old game. Yeah, no, that's a brand new. That's not even out yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me wonder if they're gonna put uh, the. Um, First Wolfenstein remake. Uh, the New Order? New Order, yeah. I mean, they should, they but should. who knows. Yeah. Um, now I have to make a tough decision on what system I want to buy <laughs> the new Colossus <laughs> on. Well, it just depends. Do you want to take it on the go? I don't know. Do you want know. to sit on your toilet and play <laughs> Wolfenstein? Possibly. There you or go. Or in bed. They, yeah. Well, more importantly, on, on, on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like but, you need another reason for your legs to fall asleep on the toilet. Yeah. There we go. There we go. But um, I mean, that's a big deal. Like those are real. Third those are real party, games. Like, yeah. It's almost like this is a real game system. Yeah. <laughs> with real games in it. For big adult boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when the Nintendo Direct started and it said games rated E through M, I was like, what? M? What? 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 Yeah. 
I mean, Mario Odyssey is obviously going to be rated M for nudity. <laughs> oh, for, for those for those Mario nips. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Minute. Yeah. No. No. I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead on that <laughs> yeah. one. Um, there was another. Oh, Skyrim. Skyrim. They put a date on it now. That's it's fine. November. That's cool. You know, I never played any other version of Skyrim. I might pick this one up. I don't know. I I am going to the the idea of a portable Skyrim is actually you know excellent. Yeah. I'm down. I, it, it Don't give him to Todd. No, I'll, I'll give Todd my money again. <laughs> I mean, I only ever bought the Xbox 360 version of That's Skyrim, true. so yeah, I uh, liked Skyrim. I don't know why people. I know people dog on all the time, but I liked Skyrim a lot. I, I like they more dog on Todd Howard. Todd Howard than they dog <laughs> yeah, on Skyrim. Yeah, and the fact that they've re-released it a hundred million times. Yeah, on every console. Yeah, I liked Oblivion better, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I've heard good things about Morrowind. Yeah. Morrowind was great. Uh, let's see. There was a uh, Fire Emblem Warriors thing. I still could care yeah. less. I don't I, I don't have as much an a, attachment to the Fire Emblem characters. There's so many Fire Emblems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like I like the Fire Emblem games a lot, but I don't have an attachment to the characters no, all that much many. either. Yeah. yeah. They die all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's certain ones I like better than others, oh, yeah. but there's none of them like... I'm all about this. I'm all about Crom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like Thraja. Well, everybody but, does. Yeah. My Fire Emblem wife, my <laughs> waifu. Oh, jeez. I did I did marry her in my Fire Emblem game. Oh, you did? Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. I nice. think that's only legal in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Splatoon 2. There's a couple of new... There's a classic stage, a new stage, and a new weapon. A good classic stage, too. Yeah. I like Keldon. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. It's a very good one. Uh, Snipper Clips is getting a new version, uh, which features all of the original, which features the original version inside it. And like 30 new levels or something. Something like that. Which I've never played Snipper Clips, but I've heard nothing but good things. Like it's apparently very, very good. When it was released, I heard it was excellent, but it was too short and wasn't worth the money. Now it seems like it's worth the money. Yeah. Yeah. And for the people who have bought the original Snipper Clips, you can get the added content as a dlc pack so you're not having to buy a brand new game that features all of the stuff from the old game you've already bought yeah which is i think that's a classy move snipper clips was like one of the first touchscreen games for the switch wasn't it yeah it was like the touchscreen touch game yeah it can be when it's in handheld mode oh okay yeah when yeah. it's on tv mode you just use the controllers or whatever there's a there were a few other things a couple of there's a weird moba there was uh some a square square enix like two like high def 2D game, which is kind of neat, but we're running out of time, and I really want to talk about those Mario nips. So we're going to talk about. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Mario Odyssey. Yeah, they they had a new trailer for it. They did. They didn't. There wasn't really a whole lot of new. It was stuff. like a seven there minute wasn't. segment. But they were. It didn't. They just talked about the same stuff over and over. They showed off two new levels. There's an ice level because you got to have an ice level. Yeah. And there's a beach level because you got to have a beach level. <laughs> Plus, they alluded to at least a couple more uh, before the releases are all said and done. But I don't know. I'm going to play the game. I don't. I don't need to know about every single. Yeah, you know. I just want to play the game. I'm yeah. already sold. Yeah, and uh, but no, they also explained a little more about the costumes and uh, that sort of thing. It seems like the costumes aren't going to. Do, they're purely cosmetic. They're not really going to do anything. But it's like a completionist kind of thing where you get enough coins to buy all the different costumes, and some of them are like classic stuff like Dr. Mario and uh, Yoshi's Cookie Mario. Yeah, that sort of thing. Beach Time Mario. Did you see the, <laughs> what is it, 
red shirt. No, the red overalls, yeah. blue shirt, Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep switching it. <laughs> well, they they kept switching it up for yeah. a while before yeah. they decided it was blue overalls, red shirt. Yep. Um, Mario Maker construction, Mario. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're yeah. they're almost all pulls from uh, classic art or classic games. Yeah. Either games or like art that they made for marketing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, do you think they'll have um, Nintendo technical help, Mario? Oh, I hope so. I hope so little, too. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. The little toolbox and the like, the work shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. But uh, but it continues to look really good. I'm really excited for it. It looks a lot bigger than I was anticipating. I thought each of the worlds was just going to be kind of a small, contained kind of thing. Like a Mario 64 kind of a thing. Yeah, but it seems more like they're... The worlds individually aren't as big as Breath of the Wild, but I think because it's not as graphically intensive as Breath of the Wild, they might actually have, like, collectively a larger play area. Yeah. And they scrolled down a list of the available collectibles in one of the kingdoms and it was over 50 there's a ton there's yeah. a ton of them in one world alone there yeah. was over 50 yeah and so far there's like six worlds they've announced i still love the name du- new donk city yeah <laughs> yeah in metro world so oh. i'm excited it's gonna be good i'm, I'm also they kind of showed off like some of the like the powers that that cappy's got that i didn't think he had before like they actually added a, pl- a separate plot line for cappy the the sentient Mario hat that he wears. He's trying to rescue his uh, sister, Tiara. Who's on Princess Peach's head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, I don't think it's so much Mario hat becomes sentient. It's more like Cappy like, possesses Cappy Mario's possesses hat. Cappy possesses Mario's hat. That's what, Captures. I, yeah, that's what I meant. Nintendo Captures. doesn't want you to say possess. <laughs> well, because, well, also because the word captures has cap in it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, 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 I don't know. Like, I saw some, like, neat, like, play mechanics with it, like, there was like opening a sewer cover and you could like use Cappy to like possess the or capture <laughs> sure. capture the sewer cover and then move it and then mm-hmm. jump you, back to Mario. You can say possessed. We're not beholden to Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. We don't work for Nintendo yet. I mean if they want to send us stuff if they to want to sponsor review, us, you know, then we'll say capture all day. Yeah. But... <laughs> if if Nintendo wants to capture nerd overload, I'd let them. <laughs> hey everybody, it's the nerd overload. Capture the fun. Brought to you by Nintendo. Let's go. Wahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Mamma Mia. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I think we've pretty well covered everything. Uh, Again, there were a bunch of other little things. You can go online and and watch the the direct. Uh, But for the most part, I think it was a good direct. Nothing really too surprising. It didn't blow my socks off, but it was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and wrap the show up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. This is normally the part where uh, Josh would say, you know, facebook.com slash nerdoverloadradio, and we go through all that stuff. We have decided to go ahead and, like, put everything under one umbrella. So now I could we can just say Nerd Overload now on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, not YouTube yet. Can't change that until we have 100 followers. But when that happens, we're going to change that too. So just, you know, Facebook.com slash Nerd Overload Now, Twitter.com slash Nerd Overload Now. It's all the same across the board. Super nerd easy. Nerd Overload Now. Yeah, because Nerd Overload Live is too long. <laughs> By one letter. By one letter. That's right. Oh, I thought you were funny. Like, <laughs> no, it's a go. <laughs> no, no, no. The email didn't change. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> 
You can still email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Yeah, and uh, iTunes and Stitcher. You can find all of our shows there. And uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out.